upon each and every one under the sound of my voice right now. Father, you know what they stand in need of, and we ask you, Lord, that you do it for them right now. Father, whether it's a financial blessing, a healing, or whatever it is, we ask you, Lord, to do it for them right now, Father. Let them realize, oh God, that you are God, and beside you, we are nothing. And God, we come before you this morning with praises, oh God. Uplifting you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I give you all of me. And it seems like the more we sing that song, the more present and the more powerful the word becomes from the song. I give you all of me. And, 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 and I'm wondering, as we were singing the song and praising God, I wonder how many of us really took that word or those songs seriously and said, God, when I come, not only when I come in the house of God, but wherever I am, I want to give you all of me. Amen? And we're not going to talk about that this morning, but I want to speak to you for a moment from the book of James. Amen? From the book of James. So let would you venture with me to the book of James, the second chapter? Amen. James, the second chapter. And we are going to start reading the very first verse. James, the second chapter, and the very first verse. And I want to talk to you about a subject that is very prevalent or present in the house of God. And I want to speak to you for a moment on this topic or thought, partiality in the house of God. Now, I know that's something that nobody wants to hear, but it needs to be heard because we don't know what God is going to do. God may just be getting ready to fill the house. And we need to know how we are to conduct ourselves when the house is full. Because if we don't, we will mess up and it will be empty again. Amen? So the book of James, starting at the, at the uh, book of James, the second chapter, starting at the first verse, and it reads, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of person. For if there come into your assembly a man with gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man, in vile agreement, and you have respect to him that wears the, uh, weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say unto the poor, Stand thou here, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourself, and are become judges? Of evil thoughts. Hearken, my brethren, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in spirit, correction, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to, to them that love him? But ye have just the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seat? Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if you have respect to person, you commit sin 
Uh-oh, that's something we don't want to hear, right? But the word of God said we, we commit sin when we do this. Not all. Amen? And are convinced of the law as transgressors. Now, we find that a lot. I love you, I love you, I love you, and as soon as my back is turned, you want to stab me. Mm-mm-mm. For, 10th verse, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Amen? And I want to talk to you about this thought. Partiality in the house of God. Some reason I got stuck on James. I was searching and searching and I searched and I searched and I read this and I kept reading. I keep searching. I came back to this and for some reason I got stuck on this second chapter. Amen? Now, to give you a little backdrop on James, this James, because there are several James in the Bible, this James is the author of this book, James. This James is believed to have been or to have been the half-brother of Jesus. He also, just like Jesus grew up in Nazareth and his carpenter's son, he also grew up in the home of the, in a home of a carpenter in Nazareth. And because of the writing and the language and the literature of this book, everything in this epistle, now when I said epistle, don't let that word throw you. The word epistle only means letter. All right? This, in this letter, okay, suggests that it was addressed, all right, it was addressed to the 12 scattered tribes because the children of Israel were scattered abroad at this point. But yet God saw fit to have someone to keep them uh, in mind of his word. Amen? So it was addressed or was written to the twelve scattered tribes when the church was still yet Jewish. Now, I know you probably saying, well, what that have to do with us? We, we black. We're white. We, we're not you. Although God has allowed James to write this to the Jewish people, we, the church today, are left or have been left with this letter as a guide to follow, as a guide to which we will uh, guide or, or run or operate in our sanctuary. Amen? The church should be uh, uh, impartial in whatever they do. Now, partiality, if anyone don't know what the word partiality, I do. Partiality means to treat one special, with special favors, all right? To esteem others better than the other. To, to be unequal or, or, or not, not to be equal in your judgment one to another. All right? So when I was studying this, I had to ask myself a question because I had to ask myself a question because in my 30 plus years in ministry, I've worked with several ministries in the Mount Pleasant area, which I'm from, from the Mount Pleasant area to uh, Wiesbaden in West Germany to ministry from from uh, Texas, Louisiana, Hawaii, and I've dealt with all these different type ministries. So I had to ask myself, is there really 
partiality in the house of God. And when I answered that, I had to answer myself as yes. Because being or having the experience, I have experienced this. And for some reason, we find it so prevalent in the house of God. Now, it's one thing to be hurt by a family member or be hurt by a friend. But there is no hurt like a hurt that comes from those that say they are brothers and sisters in the Lord. There is no hurt like a hurt coming from one that says, I'm saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. There's no hurt like that. It's very hard to forget that. And when I saw that, being a young minister, I saw that. And I had to say yes to myself, especially among the ranking in the church, you know, the elites, our pastors, our bishops. And there were times when um, I have been asked to, to, to leave the room because a bishop walks in. Because apostle walked in. But yet now, remember, God is saying, right here, James is saying, we ought not be what? Partial, partial right? But yet, you're going to treat this individual uh, uh, special because of their status. God do not look at us as status. God look at us as his children. So if God look at us as children, then we should be siblings in God. Am I true? Am I right? So we ought not treat one sibling better than we do the other. We ought not have a respective person or treat someone special because who they are or what status they have. Mm-hmm. So I had to say yes to myself. So now I'm a type of person I can't go to the left nor to the right when speaking God's word. So if I have to be among the elite in order to get along with you, then you can walk on. Because I don't want any part of that. Amen? So according to, to their status, this is troubling when it comes to the house of God. It's troubling. Then we want to... We wonder why, we sit back and we wonder why, people change their place of worship or they just stop coming all together and we wonder why. Mm-hmm. But when these kind of stuff happen, that we as people of God, we are to sit back, look at ourselves and say, God, what have I done to cause this to happen? Amen. Because uh, uh, they just didn't walk off and leave you for, for any reason. Something happened, and when you lose a soul like that, just say that soul leaves the family of God, goes out and never returns and lose your life. Whoever caused that individual to walk away from that family, guess what? You're going to have to give God an account for that. I know, I know. You don't want to hear this this morning. But we need to hear this because, like I said earlier, we don't know what God's going to do. God may be getting ready to fill the house, and he needs us to know what our conduct should be like when he fills the house. Because if we don't know and we start mistreating folks, guess what? They're going to be right back out in the street, or the few that you now have going to be out in the street. We need to learn how to love one another as family. All right, not what they can, uh, not what they can give or what they have, not according to their status or statue. We're supposed to love one another. So James opened up here. James opened up his uh, uh, his letter by letting us know that we cannot have the faith of Jesus Christ. 
the Lord of glory with what respect to person? We can't say that we are child of God, but yet we have a favorite individual that we treat better than everybody else. We can't come in the house of God and say, this individual is my favorite, so you can come in and, and the rest stays out. No, you, ah, uh, come on, y'all. You see what I'm saying? So we can't say that we, we, we are children of God, and then we turn around and treat people and respect the person. If I hug one, I should hug all. If I shake one hand, I should shake all hands. If I can laugh and, and smile and, 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 and have a, a joyous time with one, I should be able to do it with all. And I know, I know how it is. Because there are people that's, that's in this world that have been hurt. And I don't care what you do, they will not let you get close to them. But that does not stop you from showing them love. Because as long as you show them love, guess what? One day, they're going to come through. They'll come on in. If you show love, the, even the Bible says we are need to show love toward people because when you show love, it's like heaping coals of fire upon their head. And sooner or later, they're going to say, you know what? No matter what I do to this individual to keep them away from me, they still show me love. So one of these days, they're going to give up and they're going to come on in and they're going to fall in line. Amen? Now, the second verse says, for there, for if they come unto your assembly, watch what I'm saying, your assembly, into your building, into your surrounding, into your church, a man with a gold ring in goodly appeal, and there come is also a poor man in vile raiment. Okay, and that's what we do. We'll come in, or people come in, and the first thing we do, and I've seen it, first thing people do is look them from head to toe. Haven't you seen that? And when they come in, you got a special seat for them because of what they wear. I don't care what you wear. This is the house of God. I cannot stop you from coming into my father's house. This house don't belong to me. It belongs to God. And I should not treat, if someone comes in in, in, in a raggy pants and, or short pants with tennis shoes or they don't have on any shoes at all, they're supposed to be welcome in the house of God just as well as that individual that's wearing all this fine stuff. Because the person that's wearing the fine stuff, you don't know where they got it from. You think that they're all this, and they may not be all what you're looking at. Might surprise you. All right? So there come a, 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 a poor man. And I've seen it because, let me show you something. There were times, remember back in the days when the ministers used to wear the collar? Well, there were times when, and I've seen it, I was visiting other churches. I was just visiting, and people walk in in front of me with just regular clothes on. The usher just stand there. They had to find their own seat. Haven't you seen that? But the minute I walked in with that collar on, everybody wanted to carry to me. They want to walk me to the pulpit. They want to walk me to the seat. Man, sit yourself down. You don't have to walk me anywhere. I'll find my own seat. Don't treat me special because of color. Because guess what? That color just might be a fake. Because guess what happened? A few years later, one reason why I stopped wearing my color is because the center man used to wear a color as a dress in the clubs. I've seen it. They got dressed because they liked the, the style of the collar, they used to take the minister's collar, put it on, and they're sinful back. We're in the club, dancing on the floor, doing their so-called, doing their thing. But they're dressed back in a minister's collar. So you, you don't look at what the person is wearing. Amen? And you have respect 
to him that wears the gay clothing. Now, this don't talk, this, this gay in here is not talking about a homosexual, uh, a homosexual or a lesbian. It is talking about bright clothing, pretty clothing. That's what it's talking about, okay? So don't, don't get it mixed up, okay? Don't get it mixed up because if a gay or homosexual walk through that door, we got to also treat them with respect, but then we still have to be uh, 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 stiff on the activity. You see what I'm saying? We are not to allow them. We shouldn't be allowing them in the pulpit or on our choir and all. No, not unless you get your life right. Then you could do. You could come in and and, and worship God in the in the proper manner. But you're not going to walk through the door. You shouldn't walk through the door knowing that you are a practicing lesbian or a practicing homosexual, and then come in the church and expect the church to let you. Uh, uh, intermingle with them in the music department and in the ministry department. No, I don't believe that. All right? I don't care who talk about their right because God tore up an entire city because of that. So if God don't like that, why should I love it? And I know what our government say, but guess what? I'd rather obey God than government. Amen? So, if you have respect to the person with the gay clothing, and said to, to him, sit thou here in a good place, and say unto the poor, stand thou here or sit here under my footstool, says what? Have it you, have it not being partial? Have it you being, are you not being partial to that individual with the pretty clothes, with the dress clothes? You have just made yourself a judge over evil thoughts. You have just discriminated between the two. See, everybody thinking that. Every time we hear about the word discrimination, the first thing we do is think about color. But you can't discriminate within your own color. Mm-hmm. So, God is letting us know that we need to uh, uh, conduct ourselves in a godly manner when it comes to people. Because we don't know what's going to happen, people. And God knew. God knew that there will be people, all right, of status and commonness that will come to the church and that they will even join themselves in with the church. So when they do this, God is saying, I need you to know how you are to conduct yourself. Ah, mm-hmm. So that's the way because when we when we do this, it means that we are uh, inconsistent. When we treat people with respect to person, we are inconsistent in our conduct. Amen. Now we need to be consistent, not inconsistent. All because of what a person have or what they have on. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Fourth verse Are you not then partial in yourself and are uh, become judge of evil thought? Hearken. Fifth verse says, Hearken, my beloved brethren. All right. That word hearken means listen. In other words, they're saying, Listen to me, my brother. He has God not. Chosen the poor. God chose the poor of this world. Why? Because the poor was what? Rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom. You know, I believe this. An individual that don't have much. Amen? And I know somebody going going to want to debate me on this. But I truly believe that a person that don't have much and they don't have uh, uh, everything that they need, I believe that individual is more closer to God than a man that have a million dollars. Why? Because the man that have the million dollars, all he got to do is go and say, um, 
How you doing, sir? Can I help you? Yeah, I want that car right there. How much? How you going to to get it? I'm gonna pay for it cash. And I've seen that happen. I was in Tyler, Texas, looking at a a a, a, was it a Corvette, a blue Corvette. I was sitting in the thing that I know I can't buy no Corvette because I don't have that kind of money. But I just liked the thing, so I just sat in it. A man walked in there with his uh, granddaughter with a big, remember when Edward's five and dime had these big bags? man walked in with a big shopping bag. And the guy said, how can I help you? He said, I want this car right here. So the guy said, well, sir, you might as well get out of it. The man, they asked the man, said, how are you going to pay for it? The man said, cash. The man gave the man the bag. Paid for the car cash. That what a rich person could do. But a poor person that don't have much, I believe they are much more closer to God. They're always praying. When a man that have, he don't hardly pray because he got everything he needs. Or he thinks he needs. One thing that he don't have that he needs very much, and that's Jesus. Because if you don't have Jesus, sorry buddy, you're not going to be able to buy your way into heaven like you buy your way on this earth. Amen? So you cannot do that because of what you have. So he said, hearken, brother. They are what? The poor is rich in faith and is of the kingdom, which he has what? Promised them that love him. Remember when I said that earlier in another, uh, my message before this, how God Promise people that love him. All he wants us to do is love him and obey him, and he'll do the do whatever he needs to do for us. So if we love him, he has promised us heirs to the kingdom. All we got to do is love him and obey him. I don't have to have a whole bunch of money. I remember my mom and dad told us, his son, let me tell you something. He said, a little respect will take you places money can't. And I've seen that. I've seen it in my lifetime. So God has promised them the kingdom because they love him. Sixth verse says, But ye have despised the poor. Don't the rich man oppress you and draw you before judgment? Don't the rich man oppress you? Don't the rich man make life hard for you? Don't the rich man uh, 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 just do everything he can do in his power to keep you down? To keep you at a certain level? Even now, when you go to college and get a college degree, the man that have the most money, I don't care how much degree you got, he still trying to keep you under the table. And then turn around and hire the family member or, or somebody else that is in his status or in his richness, his rich level, and then put them up above you. I've seen it. Oh, God. Amen. I've seen that. I've seen it. And this kind of stuff, when we do this kind of stuff in the house of God, in the house of God. Haven't you, have, like I said earlier, you just discriminate. This type of action brings problems. You know that? This kind of action brings problem in the house of God. The, 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 let's go to 1 Corinthians. Show me something. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to start at the 23rd verse. Are you there? 1 Corinthians 12th chapter, 23rd verse, and it reads, And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable among these who bestowed more abundant honor, and our uncommonly part have more abundant comeliness. You see that? 
What it is saying, we think that members of the body, members of the body, we think that those that are less honorable, you know, those that don't have much, those that don't have the the, the clothing that we have, those that don't have the the homes or the the cars that we drive, those that are they're not up there with us when it comes to uh, materialism. You see what I'm saying? Materialism. They don't even speak well. So we look at those type of people and we just kind of overlook them. We push them to the side. But they are. We say that they are the um uncommonly ones. In other words, they are the unpresentable ones. They are unpresentable. So here we do, we take the one that is calmly, the one that is presentable, the one that's good looking, the one that that that, that God ever appears to have everything together, and we pay more attention to them. But God is letting us know that we ought to pay more attention to the to the uh Uncommonly. Why? Because the uncommonly lacks. We are to pay more attention to those that have lack in their life than those that don't have lack. Why? Because those that, that have lack in their life, they need God. Those that have, those that have, they don't act like they need God. Why? Because they think that what I have in my hand is better than God. They'll turn around and curse God. Like the Bible says that. They'll turn around and curse God. Those that have. 24. 24th of the first of First Corinthians 12. 24th verse. For our common part have no need. Alright? For the common part have no need. But God has tempted the body together, having given more abundance and honor to the part that lacks. See that? So if God is doing that, why can't we do it? We got eyes to see, we got ears to hear. When we see an individual lack, don't go and ask him, just go and give. Help them out. Don't go and ask them about the same thing that you see what's going on. You see what's going on, so why are you going to go and ask them? Just help. And when I thought about that, uh, I thought about when I was working. I was painting. The manager had me painting the, the, the edge of the uh, the floors and stuff. And here come a lady coming in the store. She looked at oh, they have you painting today. I told her, I said, no, ma'am, I'm painting. I forgot what I told her, but I said, no, ma'am, I'm painting something. She said, oh, you want to get smart, and I called her. I said, ma'am, listen to me. You see that I'm painting, right? So why are you going to come in the store and ask me if I'm painting? You see me painting. So I'm saying that to say this. If you see an individual lack in an area, it'll be crazy for you to go and ask them, do you need some food? You know they need food. Go buy some food and take it to them. Don't, you don't have to always wait for a person to ask you for something. You see the need, then you uh, 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 give. I know. I know. I've been there too. Lady came and asked me for some money to get some, some food one day, and, and, and I'm not going to tell y'all, I was not going to stand in the house of God and tell y'all no lie. I had a pocket full of money. The lady said, sir, I hadn't had anything to eat all day. Could you please get me something to eat? Now, I'm, mine, now, I'm at Kentucky feeding myself, and yet lying to the lady. This lady got down on the side of my car and said, Sir, I said, please. That thing hit, hit my heart so until I went in there and got the lady. I, I got her, took her in the store, and I told the people, I said, whatever she wants, give it to her, and I'll pay for it. And one lady said, you shouldn't do this, sir, because she do this every day. I said, I don't care what she do every day. She doesn't do it to me. 
She asked me for food. I got a pocket full of money. And look, I supposed to what? I supposed to give. And that thing hurt me to my heart when, when, when I turned around and lied and had to turn around and ask God to forgive me. Oh, man. So we see that. The common part don't need. They don't have any, any, any need. But those that are uncommon, they are in need. So we are supposed to do what? We are supposed to pay more abundant uh, honor to them or that part that lacks. Don't allow people to come into your midst hurting and leave hurt. Especially when you know it. We say that we have, uh, um, we have the, the spirit of, of discernment. If you have the spirit of discernment, then God going to let somebody in that house know that this person is in need. Then it says that they should, what, 25, 25, that there should not be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Now, didn't I say that earlier? The members should have the same care one for another. No respect to person. This stuff brings schism among the church. And the word schism means division. It's a problem. When we come into the house of God and we say that we are so loving, but yet we have special people that we cater to. It shouldn't be. Should not be. Amen? It shouldn't be. But we find it. Now, like I said, we don't know what's going to happen. God could be ready to get me ready to full HOD from the front to the back. We got to be ready. How are we going to treat those that comes in with less, how are we going to treat those that comes in with a whole bunch dressed to the teeth? Have money, so much money, so the money dropping out your pocket as they walk. How are we going to treat them? Are we going to treat these people different from, from the other ones? We don't know. We're not supposed to, but we do anyway. We do. I've seen it. In my own home church, in Mount Pleasant, I've seen it. Minister, Minister Small, could you, could you sit down on the floor uh, so this bishop could come up? Why? Why can't this bishop sit down in the pews with the rest of the people? And I thank God for my pastor down there, which is my brother, Pastor Small, because when we, he and I spoke about this same thing, he said, you know what, I saw that too. And he said, here's what I'm going to start doing. The people that he have in line to open up the service, they are up here. But when he gets up to do his preaching, everybody behind him sits on the floor. Ain't nobody in the pulpit but him. I said, now you're talking. That way everybody is being treated equally. And nobody is uh, 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 looking down on the other one. Because guess what? That bishop needs somebody to preach to him just as well as he preaching to somebody else. Mm. So we need not to treat them special just because of their status. Yeah, God put them uh, 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 to lead us and stuff, but yet... You don't make gods out of them. And we do that. We have a tendency to make gods out of people. And if you don't watch it, you're going to be on that banana peel with one leg and one on the orange peel. And whichever one slip first, you're gone. And you got to give God an account for that, for what you did. You know that? So this stuff brings up schism among the church. 
Okay? And we need to, to, to be more abundantly. The uncomely part have more abundant commonness. Commonness is, is the equality of being, like I said earlier, commonness is the equality of being good looking, attractive, beautitious, fairness, lovingness. So what, when we see people coming here, or, or see people come in your sanctuary like this, are you going to pay more attention to them than you're going to pay to somebody that, that, don't, that don't have what you have? God is not, God is not going to smile on you for that. Amen? For our common part have no need, but God has tempted the body. Okay? God has tempted the body, having more abundant honor to that part which lack. We like Christ need to give more attention to them which lack, not those that have it all together. Amen? If they have it all together, then they don't need. Just like uh, they asked uh, about the, when Christ told them, said, I come for what? I come to the sick. He didn't come to them that is well. I come to those that are sick. So we need to do the same thing. We need, as people of God, we need to cater more to those that lack, not those that, 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 that have. One man, one man called himself, well, I'm going to, God has, God has told me to give Pastor T.D. Jakes a million dollars. Why God is going to tell you give T.D. Jakes a million dollars and T.D. Jakes got millions of dollars, but God will tell you to give T.D. Jakes millions of dollars and the person in your community needs money. Take that million dollars and go feed them people, man. What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? God give us common sense too, people. Ah, mm-mm-mm. I don't know why that didn't come up. That wasn't even a part of this. But we need to look upon. Don't, don't always look in the sanctuary or in your assembly. Look out in your community. Give in your community because that's where it starts at. It starts at home. It starts in your community. Take care of the people in your community. Have respect. Have, I mean, treat everybody in your community the same. And then it will fall into the church. Mm. Okay? Now, it says, Hearken, fifth verse. Fifth verse of James. James the, no, okay, now it goes here, seventh verse that I stopped. Do not, do not, because it was talking about the rich man, how they oppresses us, how they do everything within their power to keep you down, but you love them. You will empty your pocket for a rich man. A rich man already got money and you will empty your pocket to them. But when the poor man come and ask you for a, a, a piece of bread, you lie and say, I don't have any. And you got all kind of bread in your house. Isn't that pain of a, a, a respect the person to the rich man? Mm-mm-mm. And then they'll turn right back around and oppress you. The same man that you just gave your Everything in your pocket to, when you go to him for help, now he can't help you. He ain't got nothing to help you. You know what? It's not that he don't have to help you. He ain't going to help you. He don't want to help you because he's oppressing you. That's his job, to oppress you. Mm. Then it says, not not uh, do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called? They'll they will blaspheme against God. They'll curse God. They'll 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 say that God is, does not exist. 
There ain't no God. I heard Oprah Winfrey got on national television and said, hey, God, it's her money. But everybody loved her. And I heard her say her mouth on national TV when the people was asking her, they was asking her something. And she said, uh, uh, it ain't no God, it's my money. Well, is it, is it God the one allow you to have the money? We got to watch what we do, people. We got to watch what we do. Because everybody else's eyes is on you. The church. Everybody's eyes on you. Now, it says, if ye fill, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well. You should love your neighbor. And your neighbor isn't the person that lives in the community in the next house to you. Your neighbor is every man. You ought to love that man and respect that man the same way you love and respect yourself. You won't just cuss, cuss yourself up, right? Although I know I do, I do sometimes. Because when I'm doing stuff, and I mess up, and I know I mess up, I get upset with myself sometimes, and I call myself all kind of dumb. But that's me. But I wouldn't take that and go out and, 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 and curse up my neighbor. But we are to, just the way we love ourselves, we are supposed to love every man. We are supposed to respect every man. And just because a man disrespects you does not mean that you have to turn, return the favor and disrespect him. If a person cuss you, it doesn't mean that you have to return the favor and cuss him. We got to remember, God is looking at us. God, Jesus just didn't get upset every time the people done something to him or done something against him, he just didn't get upset and start killing them up. He showed them love. And we're supposed to do the same thing too. Well, brother, you know, uh, uh, we in the flesh. Was it, didn't Jesus walk in the flesh? The Spirit will override the flesh if we allow it to. All right? I've heard people you mess around, I put my Holy Ghost down and I put something on you. You mess around and put your Holy Ghost down and can't pick it up. Mm-hmm. So if we love ourselves or love our neighbor as we do ourselves, we do well. But if ye have respect of person, ye have committed sin. What did I just say? What did I just say? If you have respect of person, ye have committed sin. So maybe, maybe the next time you start having favorite people around you, or I don't want that one around me, but you, you come on. Me, me and you, you know, me and you. We, we got our clique together. The next time you think about getting in some clique, maybe you will think about these scriptures that saying, guess what? If I do this, I just commit what? Sin. Think about what you're doing before you do it. And then if you do it after you have thought about it, that means that you have willfully sinned because you knew better. Hmm. Tenth in the last verse. Said, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one one point, he is guilty of them all. So if you keep the whole law, right? Love thy father and mother, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness. You keep all that, right? And you offend in one by giving somebody a respected person because of their status or what they have or how they look. Guess what? You just fail them all. Just like a test. They give you ten questions. 
They say, okay, you got to. You, you have so many questions to, to, to get right unless you fail. Now, I can get, I can get six questions right. But if I miss four, I fail. You see what I'm saying? So, how could that be when I have gotten more correct answer than I got wrong answer? But yet, what? I feel the test. God is saying here, if you commit one offense out of all those laws, guess what? You just feel them all. So, like I said, in my closing, sisters and brothers, please, please, I beseech you, I beg you, watch yourself. Because the world has their eyes on the church. We are supposed to be drawing people to God. Not the people join us to the world. And when people see this, they don't want to be around you. I might as well be still where I'm at. If I got to come to the church and, and y'all doing all that, and y'all, I see all this, because people may not say anything, but guess what? Their eyes are wide open. And when they see this stuff, guess what? Guess where they go back to talking to? They don't come and talk to the other brothers and sisters about it. They go back into the community and talk about it. And then when we go into the community and try to witness the people, now we get blasted out because of what, this, what somebody saw in the house of God and went back in the community and spread it. Amen? So the next time you think about having to respect a person or having favoritism toward a person because of their earthly status, forget about the earthly status and think about what's going to happen when you go before God and you got to stand before the judgment seat because everything you say, everything we do, is recorded in heaven. Everything. Even the little small thing like standing around, batting your eye, I can't stand her. How you can't stand the individual? You don't even know the person. You have never talked to the person, but yet you can't stand them. Something wrong with you. Amen? Let's give God a hand, please.